So as I said earlier, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Ben. I'm the vicar at St. Thomas's. If it's your first time here, then a really, really warm welcome to you. You may be thinking, why on earth is St. Thomas, a church called St. Thomas's meeting in a church called St. Hilda's? Well, the answer to that is that St. Thomas's, our church building, is currently being renovated. Um, it's, that's been going on for nearly a year now. And we cannot wait to get back into St. Thomas's, as wonderful as being at St. Hilda's has been. And apologies from me about the heating in St. Hilda's today, it is broke, hence why it's so cold. The really annoying thing is that at St. Thomas's the heating is on and it's really warm, but we can't be in the building, but there you go, such is life. Today we're thinking about hope, Christmas hope and Christmas joy. Now I don't know if you are feeling Christmassy yet. I don't know if you've done any Christmas shopping. I don't know if you've had your first Christmas dinner of the year. Hands up if you have had Christmas dinner yet so far. Quite a few people. Today, we're going to be thinking, is there something or someone that can give us hope and joy? Is there someone or something that will bring me those things that will last forever? Now, to help us think about this, we're going to use one of the readings that's been read to us already this afternoon from Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 8. If you've got a Bible or you want to look it up on Google, feel free. You can do that and follow along with me. And we're going to be looking at the shepherds. About 2,000 years ago, in ancient Israel or ancient Palestine, there was a group of people asking, is there somebody... Is there something that I can pin my hopes on that will bring me hope and joy? There is a group of ordinary people going about their ordinary jobs, just like you and me, and asking the deep questions of life, longing for hope, longing for joy. Now, often I think that the shepherds get overlooked in the, overlooked in the nativity story in the birth of Jesus. And if you cast your mind back to preschool or to primary school, if you ever did, um, did a nativity, the main job was being Mary or Joseph, wasn't it? Everybody wanted to be Mary, if you were a girl. Everybody wanted to be Joseph. People wanted to be Angel Gabriel. Nobody wanted to be the shepherds. But I think that the shepherds are actually some of the most significant characters in the nativity story. And we're going to see that as we go through these verses now. So I just want to outline some very quick things for us to think about today um, relating to the shepherds and how they find hope and joy or rather how hope and joy finds them. We're going to look at two things. Firstly, the shepherds listen to the good news about Jesus. And secondly, they don't just listen, but they actually do something about it. So firstly, the shepherds listen to the good news of Jesus. So the angels appear and they start singing and they say to the shepherds, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. The first thing that the shepherds are told from the angels is do not be afraid. 
Now, as I said just a moment ago, the shepherds are just going about their daily business and suddenly some angels appear and the shepherds are absolutely terrified. Now, I bet that if you were just going about your daily business and a whole throng of angels just appear, that you'd be terrified too. And the first thing that the angels say to the shepherds is one of the most commanded things in all of the Bible, do not be afraid. Now, that message, that command, do not be afraid, is not just for shepherds in, ancient, in the ancient Near East 2,000 years ago. It's also for us. At the minute, there's fear everywhere, isn't there? People are scared. People don't know where to look for advice. People don't know where to turn for hope or for joy. People are scared of death. People are scared of catching something that might do nasty things to them. And over the last two years, I think we've even become scared of one another. We've been conditioned to not be near one another, to hide ourselves in some ways. We're afraid because we don't know where to turn for advice. And quite often the advice that we do get when we look to the people that should be given it make, makes absolutely no sense at all. I don't know about you, but for the past few days I've been completely perplexed as to what we can and can't do. Don't go to the office to work with your colleagues, but you can go to the pub for a drink with them. Where do you look to for advice and for hope and for direction when it seems like it never comes? Now, into the midst of our anxiety, into the midst of our fear, into the midst of everything that we're carrying with us as we sit in this church building today or watch online, God says to us, do not be afraid. Now, the reason that we don't have to be afraid is because the angels tell the shepherds that they have good news. And not only is the news that the angels have good but the angels tell the shepherds that this good news is going to bring you great joy. Now, the shepherds really did need some good news. Like us, they lived in a politically unstable time. They wanted a sense of resolution. They wanted something to cheer about. They wanted hope. They wanted joy. Now, just like, just like the, the shepherds, we, lots of us live in fear, Lots of us, like the shepherds, are also longing for a deep sense of joy. And gosh, do we need some joy at the moment. Think about the past two years. Two years of restrictions, of lockdowns, of not being able to live the life the way that we want to. Two years of doing our best to follow the restrictions while those who know better, some of whom are setting the restrictions, seem to flout them whenever they like. The news this week that hundreds of thousands of can cancer patients have potentially been missed or had delayed appointments because of the lockdown restrictions, not being able to see the people that we want to see. Some of that has been necessary, but it's been hard for all of us, hasn't it? We need joy. And what the angels tell the shepherds and us, this news that they bring might just change our view and our circumstances and our life, just like it did for the shepherds. Well, what is this news, you might be asking? 
Well, the angels say to the shepherds that the news is this, a saviour has been born to you and he is the Messiah. Now, this is the reason that the angels could say that their news wasn't just good news. It was news that would bring joy because the Messiah has been born. Now, look carefully, if you've got the passage open in front of you, at what the angels say to the shepherds. A saviour, the Messiah, has been born to you. These humble shepherds, just going about their daily jobs, their ordinary life in a field, the host of, host of heaven turns up and says, a Messiah has been born to you. As you sit here today, the angels through the Gospel of Luke say the same thing. And the Messiah, the Saviour, has been born to you. Lots of people would have looked down on these shepherds, would have ridiculed them for their jobs. Not many people wanted to be a shepherd, and yet it's to these people that the angel appears and says that a Messiah has been born to you. What I love about the Christmas, the Christmas um, story in, in the Gospels is that you see Jewish shepherds, you see Gentile, rich, wealthy kings, all proclaimed the good news of Jesus. And God is telling us that nobody is too far off, nobody is too lowly, nobody is too mighty, nobody is too clever, nobody is too not clever, nobody is too attractive or unattractive. The good news of Jesus is to be proclaimed to everybody, regardless of who you are. Now, I'm sure that for the shepherds, as they stood there in that field, that this news was just too much to take in. It was, it was, it was just, it could have been too good to be true, almost. Now, why is that? Well, the shepherds would have been waiting their whole life for this day. The Jewish people, God's people, had lived in this perpetual hope that one day the Messiah would come and set his people free. And on this night, the shepherds are there and the angels turn up and they say, the time has come. Now, what is this Messiah going to do? Well, the clue is in his name. They also call him saviour, don't they? This Messiah is going to save these shepherds and all of his people. He's going to save them forever. Now, again, this, this message of salvation isn't just for the shepherds. It's also for you as you sit here in St. Hilda's tonight. Tonight, the shepherds say the same thing to you. A saviour has been born to you. Now, as I am talking, perhaps you're here and you're hearing this message for the first time and you're a little bit offended you're a little bit offended because there's a vicar stood at the front of a church telling you that you need saving. And perhaps you think, do, am I really that bad? Do I really need saving? All I'd say to that, and I'm speaking to myself here as well, is this. Look at the world around us. Yes, it's amazing and it's beautiful and it's diverse and it's wonderful. 
But we also know that it's pretty messed up, don't we? Just look at the situation unfolding right now in, all over the world. Look at the widening levels of poverty and inequality that are widening in this nation and again all over the world. Think of the conflicts. Think of the prejudice, prejudice the division, all of that stuff. Yes, the world is beautiful, but it's also messed up. You only need to scroll through your Instagram feed to know that there's something wrong with the world. But if we're really honest, we know that things aren't just wrong out there. It's not just like once we step outside our front door that stuff's messed up. All we need to do is look at our own lives to know that something isn't right. All I need to do is look at my own life to know that something isn't right. In the early 1900s, a newspaper asked its readers this question and asked for, asked for um, responses from its readership. And the question was this, what is wrong with the world? One man, G.K. Chesterton, responded with this simple reply. Dear sir, regard, regarding your article, What's Wrong with the World? I am. Yours truly, G.K. Chesterton. All of us, if we're honest, know that we carry levels of brokenness, stuff in our lives that isn't quite right, that we know needs fixing. Now, there's a promise in here that this little baby, Jesus, is the answer to all our problems. Notice that the angels tell the shepherds that there's going to be a sign for them, as if, you know, they needed something else. When you go and find this baby, you'll find him placed in a manger, wrapped in cloths. Now, perhaps the shepherds at this point thought, well, what kind of Messiah is this? What kind of saviour is this? What kind of king is this that he's lying in a manger in some ordinary person's house, surrounded by a family and all of the animals? What kind of king is this? Surely a king is found in a palace. At the very least, maybe some kind of stately home. Surely when a king is born, he's brought into the throne room of the finest house around. And yet this king is found lying in a manger. Now this, of course, is the sign that the, shepherds, um, that the angels tell the shepherds that they'll know that he really is the saviour. And when you think about what happens later in Jesus' life, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Jesus, God himself, the Messiah, the saviour humbled himself and was born in a manger. But as his life would go on, he'd humble himself even more as he hung on a cross. The man who never did anything wrong, God himself in the person of Jesus, completely perfect, hanging on a cross for these shepherds and for you and me. But he also rose to new life so that we could know life in all of its freedom, in all of its fullness, not just when we die, but right now that we could live life to the full. What these shepherds see as they go towards this manger is a God who loves them so much that he would enter their mess to rescue them. And this is how much God loves you. He came to the earth and entered your mess for you.
The unique thing about the Christian world, about the Christian worldview, is that God is not just some philosophical idea. God is not just some theolog- theological construct that exists in academic ivory towers, just the property of theologians. Every other worldview and religion says that you've got to find your way to God. You've got to do something. You've got to look somewhere. You've got to find him or you've got to behave in a certain way. But the God that we worship, the one true God, came to the earth and found you. He entered your mess. That is how much he loves you. Now look, the message from the shepherds is not that a good teacher has been born. The message from the shepherds, uh, sorry, the message to the shepherds from the angels is not that a philosopher has been born or some kind of military leader that's going to rescue them from oppression from the Romans. The message is that a saviour has been born. Ten years ago, this Christmas, the Queen... Um, delivered one of the most fantastic speeches that she has ever given in her entire reign um, of of this nation and the Commonwealth. Um, And she basically, 10 years ago, gave the most outstanding evangelistic message where she said that she was praying for the entire nation that we would come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour. And she gave an invitation for people to put their trust in Jesus on national television with millions and millions of people watching. And she put it brilliantly when she said it like this. The angel came to frightened shepherds with hope in their voices. Fear not, they urged. We bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. She then said this, Although we are capable of great acts of kindness, history teaches us that we need saving from ourselves, from our recklessness and our greed. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important though they are, but a saviour with the power to forgive. It is my prayer that on Christmas Day, this is still the Queen speaking, it's my prayer that on Christmas Day, we might all find room in our lives for the message of the angels and for the love of God that has been uniquely revealed through Jesus Christ, our Lord. If you watched that 10 years ago, I really do believe she was praying for you that you might come to know Jesus as Lord and Saviour and his love and his grace and his majesty for your life right now. Now, I'm joining in with the Queen in praying for all of us in this church today. That we all might know that God has come so that we could be rescued and forgiven and freed and known that we are loved and loved for eternity. So the shepherds have good news. It's not good advice. It's not something that they had to do. It wasn't a checklist to self-improvement. It wasn't a self-help guide. It was good news that could set them free. They heard that good news. But secondly, they also did something about it. They heard God's word. They heard the promise. And then they acted. They went and saw Jesus. They went to see 
for themselves. They said to one another, didn't they, um, later on in the, in the passage, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Let's go, they said. Now, I think that our, the challenge to us today as we read these verses and we reimmerse ourselves in the Christmas story or we hear it potentially for the first time, the challenge to us is for us to also do the same. We've heard the good news. We've heard the Christmas story. We now need to do something about it. Like the shepherds, we need to move into action. Now, there's a couple of things that I'm just going to suggest that if you're hearing this for the first time or perhaps you've heard it before and have forgotten it, there's a couple of things that you can do. The first is that you could try giving church a go. Come and see this person that we talk about every single week, Jesus Christ. Try giving church a go. Perhaps you've come with a friend this, this afternoon. Perhaps you live with somebody that would call themselves a Christian. Why not ask them if you can come to church with them every single week? It might just be the best thing that you ever do. The second thing that you might want to try doing is reading the Bible and try praying. We've got a a fantastic little book at the back that if it's your first time here or you do want to begin reading the Bible and, and, um, and praying, we would love to give you that little book tonight. It's called 14 Days and it's written by our Ordinan Brogan Hume and it is fantastic. And it's just a little simple introduction to reading the Bible. And again, like you know, the shepherds heard the word of God, that's a great way to hear God's word for you as you open his word and read it for yourself. There's two things you can do. The third thing that you might want to do though is to respond to the good news that Jesus is the Messiah and is the Saviour and say that I want to know him. You might want to say, thank you, Jesus, that you died for me. Thank you that you rose to new life so that I could be free. I'm sorry for all the wrong in my life. Come into my life and give me a fresh start that I might know forgiveness and freedom forever. Now, the shepherds, in verse 20 of our passage, they return back from seeing Jesus. They glorify God. They praise him for all of the things they've heard and seen, which are just as they had been told. The shepherds were convinced that Jesus really was who the angels said he was. The question, though, that this leaves us with is who do you say Jesus is. Is your response like the shepherds to say, yes, Jesus really is the Saviour and the Messiah? Now, there's only really three options open to us, I think. Either Jesus really was who the angels say he was. He really was God in the flesh, come to the earth so that you and I could know freedom and forgiveness. Some people say that he was um, just a, a good teacher. Well, how can he be a good, just a good teacher if he's deceived millions of people into following him? And he said that the only way to eternal life and to joy and peace was through him. So either he was God or he was a liar or he was completely deluded and a madman. But they're the only three options open to us. He was God, he was bad, or he was mad. 
The question that the Bible leaves us with tonight is who do you say Jesus is? Now, if like the shepherds, you want to respond to this good news of Jesus, you've realised that you do need saving, that you do want to know the love of God in your life. It's a free gift. There's nothing that you could do to earn it. There's nothing you can do to deserve it. It's a free gift from God. If you have realised that you want to know Jesus, that you want this joy, love and peace in your life, you want to know freedom from all the stuff that's wrong with you, there's a, um, there's a little verse um, in the Christmas carol, a little town of Bethlehem, that goes like this. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. I'm going to pray that prayer and personalise it for each of us now. And my encouragement to you is just to pray this in the quiet of your heart. And if you do pray this, either as a recommitment or perhaps for the first time, then there's a little card on the seat in front of you and you can just write your name and tick that you prayed this prayer, that you became a Christian today. And one of us will be in touch to pray with you, get you involved in the life of the church, give you a free gift, tell you about this, tell you more about this amazing person that we worship, uh, Jesus Christ. So if this is for you, pray this prayer after me. Just echo it in the quiet of your heart. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to me, I pray. Cast out my sin and enter in. Be born in me today. I hear the Christmas angels, this good news that they bring. Oh, come to me, abide with me, my Lord, my God and King. Amen.